Dig a Bit, a podcast for women who want to dig into the meat of God's Word for a bit. We are glad you have taken a few minutes out of your day to listen. Our host is Cindy Colley from thecolleyhouse.org. Now grab your Bible and let's dig in. Hello, I hope you are having or have had a great day. I hope you're spending some time in the Word today as I'm trying to do. And you might be traveling through the first 12 chapters of Exodus as I am today and I wanted to talk for just a few minutes about the mountain of God. I think it'll be helpful to us throughout the study as we look for New Testament redemption themes even coming from Mount Sinai. I want us to talk just a minute about this mountain because I think clarification about what this mountain of God was in Exodus chapter 20 when we come to the Ten Commandments will be good for us. So as we look at Exodus chapters 1 through 12 and even into chapter 20, let's examine Sinai or Horeb, the mountain of God. I want us to notice, first of all, that these are the same mountains. So it's really important that you understand when you're reading both in the Old Testament and in the New Testament that when you're reading about Sinai or Horeb, and we just read about Sinai really in the New Testament, but when we read about those mountains, it is the same mountain. And so we see Horeb three times in the book of Exodus. But before we look at those three occasions, let's just make sure that we understand that they are the same and that we have scriptural backing for that assumption. In Exodus chapter 19, verses 1 and following, and you know that that is uh, central to our study because we're studying from our the basis of our study this year of the 10 comes from Exodus chapter 20 where God issued those commandments that we're going to be studying this year and that happened at the Mount of Sinai. If we begin in verse 1 of chapter 19 of Exodus we read in the third month when the children of Israel were gone forth out of the land of Egypt the same day did they come into the wilderness of Sinai. For they were departed from Rephidim and were come to the desert of Sinai and had pitched in the wilderness and there Israel camped before the mount. Well, that's obviously the Mount Sinai. Moses went up to God and the Lord called to him out of the mountain saying, Thus shall you say to the house of Jacob and tell the children of Israel. So we read about that Mount Sinai in Exodus chapter 19. And then we go ahead and read. I mean, we continue and it's obviously uh, clear to us that the Ten Commandments were given from this mountain in chapter 20. And the people were not to touch it. Look at verse 11 of chapter 19. Be ready against the third day. For the third day the Lord will come down in the sight of all the people upon Mount Sinai. Then we continue to read about the Ten Commandments being given from that mountain. So it is Mount Sinai. But then when we turn to Deuteronomy chapter 1, we're reading about the same mountain. And it's called the mountain of Horeb. When we look at verses 1 through 6, these be the words which Moses spoke to all the Israel on this side of Jordan in the wilderness, in the plain over against the Red Sea between 
Paran and Tophel and Laban and Hazaroth and Dizahab. There are 11 days journey from Horeb by the way of Mount Seir to Kadesh Barnea. And it came to pass in the 40th year in the 11th month on the first day of the month that Moses spoke to the children of Israel according to all that the Lord had given him in commandment to them. And then he's going on to say here that the Lord, he's reviewing here. And in verse six, he says, the Lord, our God spoke unto us in Horeb saying, you have dwelt long enough in this mountain. So obviously verse 19 of that same chapter, when we departed from Horeb, we went through all that great and terrible wilderness, which you saw by the way of the mountain of the Amorites. So Horeb and Sinai are the same mountain. And that's interesting to notice because in Hebrews chapter 12, we have the mountain referred to, I'm going to turn over there real quickly. Hebrews chapter 12, we have the mountain referred to as the Mount Sinai. And it's obviously the same mountain. For you, verse 18, aren't coming to the mount that might be touched. He's talking to Christians. You're not come to that same mountain today. You're not come to the mountain that can be touched and that burned with fire, nor to blackness and darkness and tempest and the sound of a trumpet and the voice of words, which voice they heard entreated, which voice they heard that entreated that the word should not be spoken to them anymore, for they could not endure that which was commanded. Okay, so he's talking about Israel at Mount Sinai hearing the commands and it's obvious from verse 20 and if so much as a beast touched the mountain it would be stoned or thrust through with a dart and so terrible was the sight that moses said i exceedingly fear and quake or shake and he says that's not the same mountain that we as christians are come to and he calls that mount sinai and he says but you are come unto mount Zion and unto the city of the living God that's Zion to the city of the living God the heavenly Jerusalem to an innumerable company of angels we're on our way to heaven but we are already in verse 23 the general assembly and church of the firstborn which are enrolled in heaven we are written in heaven and to God the judge of all and to the spirits of just men made perfect and to Jesus the mediator of the new covenant and to the blood of sprinkling that speaks better things than that of Abel. Our mountain is better than Mount Sinai. We are at Mount Zion. We are at the new Jerusalem. We are at the church of the firstborn. We have the heavenly promises, not just the promises that came from Mount Sinai. So we obviously see here when we look at the Old Testament and the New Testament, that Mount Sinai and Mount Horeb from which the Ten Commandments issued are the same. I hope that you'll just put that, etch that in your memory so that you'll know when you're reading about Sinai and Horeb that they are the same. There are very few scholars who believe those were different mountains, but I biblically don't see a way around the fact that those are the same mountain. Now there are some reputable scholars like John Calvin, and Clark who believed that the mountain had two peaks and one of the peaks was Horeb and one was Sinai. But at any rate, even in that, we know that, that the Ten Commandments came from Horeb 
and that they came from Sinai. And so that mountain that quaked and burned and from which the children of Israel had the prohibition to touch, to uh, they were not to go near that mountain, that was Mount Sinai. That was Mount Horeb. So when you see those, I want us to use those in this study interchangeably. Now we read about Mount Horeb in Exodus, and we read about it basically three times. And I want us to notice before this dig a bit is finished that those three times that we read about it are all three very important times of holiness or sanctification. So the three times in Exodus that we read about the mountain, the first one you're reading about in this study is Exodus, I mean this month, is Exodus chapter 3. I'm turning there right now. Exodus chapter 3. And that's when Moses was keeping the flock of Jethro. Now you remember we read in chapter 2 about how that Moses had slain that Egyptian that was jumping on one of the Israelites and he found out that the thing was known and also that Pharaoh was after him to try to kill him and so he fled to the land of Midian. Now the Midianites just as a matter of interest are likely the children of Abraham by Keturah a second wife and or we might um, say even a third if you were counting Hagar, his um, maid, as having, he, she was at least the bearer of Ishmael to him. But anyway, Keturah's um, children are thought to be these Midianites to which Moses fled, but they were not godly people. We're going to find that God um, instructs later for them to war against Midian. They were not people who were people of the covenant for sure. And this was not um, known to be a Jehovah-worshipping people. Jehovah's people, of course, being down in Egypt at the time that Moses went to fled to Midian and married one of these Midianite princesses, Zipporah. And so Moses was keeping the flock down there, and you know he had been there for 40 years keeping that flock. He can neatly divide the life of Moses into three 40-year periods. The first one is 40 years in Egypt as he was learning the culture of Egypt in the house of Pharaoh. And then the next 40 years were in the land of Midian, the last 40 years going back and delivering the Israelites from the land of Egypt. So we're, we're at the end of the second 40 years. We've got Moses being about 80 years old here. Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, led the flock to the backside of the wilderness, came to the mountain of God, even to Horeb. Wow, he is at the mountain of God, Horeb here, where later he's going to ascend to get the Ten Commandments, only he just doesn't know that yet. But this is definitely a moment of big sanctification. God is uh, going to show his glory here. And it is going to be, we, we learned last year that the glory of God is the attributes of God on display. So the one that's going to be on display here is God's holiness, 
the angel of the Lord. We're going to learn a little bit more about that angel of the Lord, and I'm very excited to learn about that, but not in this dig a bit. The angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire out of the middle of a bush, and he looked, and behold, the bush burned with fire, and the bush was not consumed. And Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush is not burnt. And when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called to him out of the middle of the bush, this is at Horeb, ladies, and said, Moses, and he said, here am I. And he said, don't come close. Put off your shoes from off your feet, for the place whereon you stand is holy ground, and I'm the God of, of your father, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look upon God. And then God is going to take this time to call Moses for this special job that he has for Moses to do, to go and deliver his people out of Israel. And this is verse 14, where God is going to identify himself as the I am. God said to Moses, I am that I am, or I am because I am. And he said, thus will you say to the children of Israel, I am has sent me unto you. And he's going to go ahead and tell him how he's going to gather together the elders and that they're going to listen to your voice and the king of Egypt is not going to let you go, but I'm going to stretch out my hand and I'm going to do all of these plagues on them. And in the end, you're going to go out of Egypt, the last verse of the chapter says, plundering it, taking the jewels with you. So God here is not only showing his own holiness, making Moses take off his shoes because he's on holy ground, but he's sanctifying Moses. He's calling him out to do this deliverance job at the foot of Horeb here, at the mountain of Horeb. There is a burning bush, and God at Horeb is showing great sanctification and holiness. Then, of course, the second time that we read about uh, the mountain is in Exodus chapter 17. And this is where, just after the people have come out of Israel, of Egypt rather, and they have um, crossed over the Red Sea, and they've been provided the quails and the manna, and were just right after their exodus, and in verse 17, chapter 17, rather, verse 1, All the congregation of the children of Israel journeyed from the wilderness after their journeys, according to the commandment of the Lord, pitched in Rephidim, and there was no water for the people to drink. And they strode or chided with Moses and said, Give us water that we may drink. And Moses said, Why are you striving with me? Why are you tempting the Lord? They're murmuring. They're tempting the Lord. They're in sin here. Let's see where they are. The people thirsted there for water. The people murmured against Moses and said, Why is it that you have brought us up out of Egypt to kill us and our children and our cattle with thirst? God's about to make a big statement of his holiness here. And Moses cried unto the Lord, saying, What will I do to this people? They're almost ready to stone me. Unbelievable. After what God has shown through Moses. And the Lord said to Moses, Go on before the people and take with you the elders of Israel and your rod, the one that you smote the river with. Remember when it turned to blood? Take it in your hand and go. Oh, here, verse 6. Behold, I will stand before you there upon the rock in Horeb, and you will smite the rock, 
and there will come water out of it that the people may drink. And Moses did so in the sight of the elders of Israel. So there's somewhere in the proximity of the mountain of Horeb here, and Horeb is mentioned when Moses is smiting this rock. And what is God saying here? He's saying, don't look back to those gods of Israel. Don't look back to those. We've just, in our study, we're studying how that each one of the plagues was just an attack against a false god. And here the people are saying, take us back to that place where the other gods were. Oh, God is saying, no, I am holy. And he shows them then that by sending them water from the rock here, that they are a sanctified people. They are God, Jehovah God's people. And Jehovah God is the one who's going to take care of them. And um, so Horeb, mentioned again in Exodus chapter 17, a place of sanctification. And then, of course, Exodus chapter 20 is the big one, the basis of our study this year. And we know then that Moses ascended Mount Horeb. Mount Horeb was the one that quaked and was on fire. And the people had to be sanctified. Chapter 19, verse 10, when they were around it. And here, Moses goes up on the Mount Sinai or the Mount Horeb to receive those Ten Commandments. It calls it... In chapter 19, verse 1, the wilderness of Sinai. And then it says uh, in verse 11, Be ready against the third day. For the third day the Lord will come down in the sight of all the people upon Mount Sinai. You will set bounds unto the people, saying, Take heed to yourselves that you go not up into the mount or touch the border of it. Whoever touches the mountain shall surely be put to death. So Moses then, you know, in the, for the sake of time, we won't read everything about this, but look at verse 18 of chapter 19. Mount Sinai or Horeb was altogether on a smoke because the Lord descended upon it in fire and the smoke thereof ascended as the smoke of a furnace. And the whole mount quaked greatly. The voice of the trumpet sounded long and got louder and louder. And Moses spoke and God answered him by a voice. And the Lord came down himself upon Mount Sinai on the top of the mount. And the Lord called Moses up to the top of the mount. And Moses went up. All right. So we have here God issuing the law of Moses from Mount Sinai or Mount Horeb, the third huge um, event in Exodus chapter in Exodus that happened at Mount Sinai and here it is the giving of the law a great and obviously holy time the people were even uh, sanctified chapter 19 verse 14 by Moses and then in verse 20 God just began to speak and he said I am the Lord thy God which have brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage, and thou shalt have no other gods before me. The apartness, the muchness, the greatness of our God. And we're not just saying here, as we noted in our lesson, that God is the greatest of all the gods. That's not what we're saying. We're saying that God is not, he's in a category all by himself. He is not one among many that's the best among many. He is the only. 
He is the sanctified. He is the holy. And that's how he begins the commandments that we are studying this year. I love those three sanctification instances at Sinai slash Horeb that we find in the book of Exodus that are the preamble, as it were, to the holy commandments of sanctification that God is going to give up on that mountain. Now, I want us to close just for a minute by looking over at the book of Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 12. And we read this, we read that um, we are come unto, not unto that mountain of Exodus, Exodus, and we're in Hebrews chapter 12, beginning in verse 17, but we are come to another mountain, which is the church, which will finally be delivered into the heavenly mount, Zion. Verse 25 says, See that you refuse not him who speaks. For if they escaped not who refused him that spake on earth, much more shall we not escape if we turn away from him who speaks from heaven whose voice then shook the earth but now he has promised saying yet once more I will shake not the earth only but also heaven and this word yet once more signifies the removing of those things that are shaken that is we are no longer under that Mount Sinai or that Mount Horeb as of things that are made that those things which cannot be shaken may remain forever. Wherefore, we, receiving a kingdom which can't be moved, her mountain doesn't shake, our kingdom can't be moved, let us have grace whereby we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear for our God is a consuming fire. Sinai and Horeb, but we have the Mount Zion that is eternal. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Sanctification, apartness. We are called to serve the God who still is a consuming fire. Thanks for listening, and I hope you're enjoying the study.